All right, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Senpai Kohai Podcast. It's your boy, Kohizzle, featuring the Senpizzle. Steve, what are you doing over there? <laughs> Why'd you have to throw the P in there? Pizzle sounds terrible. Well, like I, it pizzled my pants. <laughs> I can't say Senhizzle? Kohizzle? Oh, yeah, I guess I could. No, uh, there's, no no. there's no H in Senpai. It doesn't matter. It's, no, there isn't. Yeah, it has to be Sid Pizzle. You, it, there's no other option. I, I can't believe we're debating this. Like, what that, a bizarre. That's how the nomenclature goes. <laughs> what? Who decided the nomenclature? What are the rules for the nomenclature? It, do we that's, need to consult Snoop Dogg? I, I've already taken the class. I, I, I'm top G right now. I am. Oh man anyway. does does he, <laughs> does he have a what is it a master class? What is that? Is it? Yeah, I think it's like a, a master class. Like, have you An have MGA. you seen those before? Oh yeah, the master or skill yeah, master class and skillshare or whatever he has one. Yeah, of like uh, yeah, like it just like I just imagine that like he's in there just telling you how to talk like Snoop Dogg or Snoop. This Lion is where you whatever. insert the izzle. You 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 feel where it goes best. Most most likely after a consonant of your choosing, and it will be the izzle, cohizzle, sin pizzle. I have to take a shizzle. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, Stephen. This is actually no, an no. I feel like he would get Martha. Podcast. No, no. I gotta finish this thought. I'm gonna say it. I feel like he would get Martha Stewart to teach that class for him. Like that's actually okay. Anyways, back to anime. Back to games. We're done being idiots. It's a wonderful, <laughs> enjoyable evening on the run up to Christmas, which uh, happens this Saturday, and uh, Senpai is struggling under the pressure of working in the public. So. Uh, I'm going to let you do the lead on this one. Like, where are we at? You have had a little bit more to work with. Like, are you pretty busy with Christmas? Do you still got time for anime? You still got time for games? Um, well, luckily for us, our families are split up and we we split times with everybody. So I, I'm, I'm kind of able to juggle the juggle my free time a little better this year than I normally have. So it's it's been a little bit more easy on me. I've, I've been able to watch a little bit of anime, do, put a little bit more into my games. Um. We'll hit a uh, we'll hit games first because I, I feel like we're gonna spend All a little right. bit of time on anime today. Um, okay, yeah, I've, that's true. I've put quite a few more hours into Final Fantasy Thirteen. I feel like this is like my eighth week talking about it. <laughs> um, however, I have finally gotten to a big segment where the game opens up, and it's no longer the hallway game. It is now open world Final Fantasy Thirteen, and I don't like that at all. I have uh, <laughs> I've been conditioned to hallway 13. I'm I'm 25 hours in on hallway 13 and now they've given me this open planes to go do side quest in and fight these big gigantic monsters and these things that one shot kill me. And I I don't want that. I've been in controlled environments where I have options that I have to maneuver around and train myself to paradigm in and now I have to go grind. And I don't, I don't know. It's wearing on me, and I, I didn't like that. It's it sounds like it's it shifted gears into Xenoblade Chronicles on you. It it tried to, and if if it would have been this to begin with, maybe that would have been better because I, I have this expectation of I move forward. I do my five fights story segment, five fights story segment, Crystarium, five fights something else. But like now, it's kind of all in my hands. Where in Xenoblade Chronicles, you know, you just kind of do what you want. You can you can move the story, but 
you can also 100% the area you're in, which is the advised mm-hmm. thing. But it's all up to you. The choice is yours. Not you're, you're not confined by the walls of the game. Unlike 13 has been for the past <laughs> 11 chapters. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, you, you do what you want. It does feel so, like it kind of flips a bitch on you, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was weird. Uh, but I, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So no, it, uh, I kept going. I, I did like a couple of the side quests and I was like, I don't like this at all. This this doesn't mean anything to me. I don't care about these Lasith stories that are that they're trying to integrate. They mean nothing to me and my six characters. I need to find Ragnarok and I need to find what my focus is. And so I just kept going after a little bit. But then I found some of the fights were real challenging. And I'm having to use my summon like every other fight. And that makes me think I'm underleveled. Because that's that's supposed to be like a pretty big pull. Like, hey, I can finish a fight right now um, and just pull out my summon. But lo and behold, it's like every other fight. So I feel like I'm a little underleveled. Or not underleveled, but under crystariumed. So I may have to grind. And I don't like that. Especially in this game. Because it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, so. Uh, one of the big things, and I see this a lot with you, uh, just poking at you in person, is you're a very focused, driven individual. Um, and in RPGs, they kind of expect you to to fuck around a little bit, and you know, do some random battles, get some extra Trace levels. No, no, we don't. And uh, which leads you to the part of the game where the uh, the bell curve changes, and all of a sudden that no fucking around really doesn't pay off and uh, look i'm not i'm not innocent i i am guilty of the same kind of thing i uh i had a moment in persona 5 royal which i totally have not finished yet and you're bitch ass calling me out on social media about it but whatever it's okay but the reality is is that i you know, I, I went into that game pretty heavy pushed through the story and like the events and a lot of things. Man, there's so much in that game and I, I could really go on about it for a long time, but I think I'll save that for later. But I, I reached a point where I wasn't leveled enough and man, it I struggled exactly like you're, go, you're going through. It's like I would get into a battle and I'd have to pull out all the stops to get through it and I would get great experience from it. Like I'd level up almost every couple fights or so. And that was how I knew I was like, ah, I think I pushed a little hard. And that seems to be the case for you. Um, I think this is the part of the game where you can do like monster hunts and stuff like that as well. Yeah, I, I that's I'm pretty much to... what it is. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. every side quest is a special monster hunt. Like this this mm-hmm. one thing was called an ecto pudding that I went and fought. And it's it's just ridiculous name. It's not quite Dragon Quest punny, but it's it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm but yeah and and that's super that's super unnecessary i actually would argue that you can continue pushing forward through the game uh like stick with the story and use that as your your starting point for like if you need to level some more um i i remember not really sticking around and doing a lot of that it's one of those things that i really deal with a lot more with games these days is uh i love the idea of side quests and it's it is a something i struggle with because Xenoblade Chronicles, I love, but there's a lot of side quests. Boy, oh boy, is there. Um, but if, you, if you're a person who wants to get through the game and and like really just experience the story, just go whole hog into it. And if you got a random fight somewhere in the next batch of hallways, go for it. 
Yeah. No, it's I, I normally gauge my side quest in a game based off how I feel about the overall game. Like Z, Xenoblade Chronicles. I know we keep referencing it, but it's like the king of side quests. <laughs> it's it really six, is. Four, four or 600. And whenever I played it, I, I did like 75, 80% of them. And it once you get in that rhythm, you know what to find and do. And it's it really mm. wasn't too hard. I even had like a little printed off guide that I had for each thing of where to go find and do. And it it just kind of helped tick off things as I went. Man, like it became my it, farming sim, I guess. I don't know. It became my uh, my comfort food. Senpai is so proud of you for printing off a guide. Like that's a that's the thing that was done back in my day. Like, oh god, I hate that phrase, but I, that's absolutely a thing that we used to do. Is uh, you either have like Nintendo Powers, or mm-hmm. like you bought a magazine that was like like end level guide for Chrono Trigger, and, you, and it had like you know maps and stuff like that. But if you didn't have that, you had old school AOL, but game FAQs was still a thing. Hell um, yeah! And you Hell yeah, yeah, you print out those those text files and yep. just I remember I remember investing in the the laser printer so much as a as a teenager and just like I I print out like eighty six pages of shit. And I love it. It's like, so I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for printing out a little guy. But yeah, you're right. Xenoblade Chronicles is a is a wild masterpiece of MMO mixed with single player JRPG side quest bullshit. Like, because that's the thing is it's, it's a lot of MMO like side quest stuff. It's like kill this many monsters, collect these many items and stuff like that. But it's also kind of got that single player kind of vibe to it. Like you, there's like a level 95 monster in like the first area. Yeah, it and, shows you uh, right off in the in the beginning. Like, this is something you can come back to. You know, don't don't yeah. forget about this. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, there's a lot of like, uh, what is it, landmark kind of monsters or points that you need to come back to. That's how you can really tell if you come back. You can come back to an area. But uh, yeah, wow, man. Apart from that, I'm still playing Pokemon Pearl, but I am slowing down in that. I am uh, really. Yeah, I am not having as good of a time in that as I was hoping I would. Um, so I'm doing my Piplup run, and I, I don't think my mm-hmm. Pokemon really affects my choice but or how, how my game's playing. But I am eight hours in. Eight hours. And I only have two badges. Two of them things. And it doesn't make any sense. Like, I have gone through six towns to get these badges and i don't i don't quite remember it being this tedious like i love the region i love the pokemon Mm -hmm. but i'll be damned if this is not the most like oh it's not here keep going oh it's not here keep going like i feel like i'm not making progress and normally that's like a that's normally a big thing for me in games like i like seeing hey chapter one complete episode three complete you got a gym badge you know this is done but like I've, I haven't made progress in hours in a Pokemon game. And that's insane. <laughs> and and a, another thing is these Pokemon, like everything is so weak. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Like, so my Piplup right now, he's almost level 40. And I haven't hit the third gym. And I, I don't, I don't know what to think about that. Like I, I hear all these horror stories about fighting Cynthia and I, I have no doubt. I'm going to have a rough time, but yeah, like I fight everything I see and I fight every trainer just, just on a whim, just to do it. Mm-hmm. But everything is still level 16, level 20. The highest thing I fought was like a level 25 something. And 
I don't I don't know how you're supposed to make that work with a team of six. That doesn't sound feasible. Like a, this, this sounds awfully weak overall as a region. And I I just don't quite remember it being this this tedious or low level. So one of the big things is that EXP share is on by default. If you don't know that, because you're only playing a single Pokemon run. I'm, I'm only playing one, yeah. Yeah, so when you play with a full team of six, EXP share is just on. Like, there's no having to have a special, like, item or anything like that, or having to switch people out, like, like in the original game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just when you fight, the Pokemon that played get a little bit more EXP than the ones that didn't, but everybody gets some. And... But you are right about it taking a while to get going. Now, I never played the original. I don't know if that's different in the original, but it's like it takes a while to get to the first gym. And then you like go through like Orberg and you learn about uh, the underground. Yeah, you, you go through it, a yeah, lot of tutorial. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a definitely a tutorial area, it feels like. this. And I, see, I never played the original, so I can't really speak up to it. But I mean, it's, it's like, okay, so it's Jubilife to Orberg. Uh, you can fuck around in the uh, secret underground. Uh, you move on through like the Eterna Forest. There's the bike bridge. Um, there's the town right before Veilstone. Uh, also, oh yeah, and that's the thing too. Is like you got to go. You go to find the second gym, but then the the gym leader's not there. So you got to go find them in like the field of wandering Pokemon, and then they come back, and then you fight them, and then you go on from there and. There's like two. There, there, oh, there's also the little like windmill factory where you fight Team Galactic and yeah. I mean, I I feel like I've had more interaction with Team Galactic and its antics than I have the gyms. So the the pacing's a little weird. Yeah, that's I don't mind that. It. I don't mind that. I don't mind it. Like it's to me like Pokemon's very much and like see you're 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 in like a Nuzlocke situation this is very much like a competitive sort of like like motivational thing like you're eight hours in you're trying to push through like fast like this is this is like speed run bullshit um for me it's kind of like a very relaxing sort of thing I do whenever I spend time with my significant other it's literally the only time I play and mm-hmm. it's my it's my only like experience that I enjoy it because it reminds me of the old times i had with like pokemon blue and just like i'm just exploring this area i'm trying for pokemon but two things i agree with really effing easy outside of just like you know a type basically being your opposite um i think sometimes some bonsleys give me some troubles and like uh, stunkies or whatever because i just don't have anything that's like gonna like put it in the ground easily but still only takes a few hits um and just honestly, like the ease of everything is, is really challenging, especially when you see people tell you, oh, yeah, once you hit Cynthia, prepare to be like just turned inside out. Like it, that's such a weird dichotomy. It's like the whole game. Honestly, if you know anything about the types and their like weaknesses and strengths, you, you really can't just cheese your way through most of the game. It, but and, and, that, and that's that, that whole part of it that it's like, OK, is this like a kid's game where just adults playing it? um at that point is it on us to make the game harder yeah yeah you know i mean reality reality sinks in that still most of the people playing nintendos are kids or they are kids of people who are video game fans i don't know like I, i really feel like there's still a bigger like younger age quotient 
than there is to the older. I'm not saying that there is an adults. I'm just saying that the the ratio is still heavily like kid based. So towards kids. are we? I hear what you're saying. Are, yeah, are we are we judging it too harshly because basically we're just big fucking kids and we've gotten the hang of this? Like I don't know. <laughs> that that may be the case. You know, maybe maybe I got to put away Pokemon Pearl and start playing Darkest Dungeon. Start doing some some grown man turn based games and start challenging myself. That's what's uh, going to yeah. take. But I you just, already uh, played big boy uh, Pokemon. You played oh? Persona Five. You're playing Shin Megami Tensei. Oh, I'm going to. Oh, I'm excited for that. Yeah. That is that is big boy Pokemon. You're right. You're right. Yeah, look, I mean, I love it. I love it. I love the story. I love the, the environment. And But the, I can't shake it. You still have monsters that you collect, whether they be demons and, and goddesses or whatever. They have a select number of slots for abilities. And you have to choose which ones you keep. Yeah, you know, like I, I mean, it's it, and there, there is. Well, let's see. In the same vein, there's types that basically are strong or weak against each other. Uh, like I just, I really can't shake it, and I'm pretty sure Daryl will still be salty with me about this. But absolutely, 100. Big boy Pokemon is Persona and Shimigami Tensei, and Pokemon is just you know for kids. It's for kids. I think you're right. I think I'm gonna have to yeah put that away. It's tr- trigger everyone. <laughs> no no i mean you gotta you gotta take off the rose rose tinted glasses however that uh whatever that's called goes analogy so so yeah rose tinted glasses is is a whole thing i I think there's nostalgia goggles too but to me like if i had to personify anything about pokemon is i don't think it's bad to still play the game but it is a leisurely drive not a race yeah playing playing something like shin megami tensei and persona absolutely in the level that you you want that race you want you want you, that's some hardcore stat grinding and there's all kinds I of things thrills. to do yeah yeah you want you want to be like you want the like that's one of, one of the great things about persona 5 is that enemies can hit you in your weakness and get extra rounds just like you can them and that's that's some good stuff and the, the ai isn't terrible and uh, i've heard that regular mainline shin Megami tensei games uh i know from personal experience they are pretty challenging themselves but I think I think that's what it really is. Pokemon for the the leisurely drive and and Shin Megami Tensei for the big boy Pokemon. Anyways, you playing anything else, my friend? No, not yet. But I am about to have to take a break from Final Fantasy and just turn-based games in general. I talked about saying mm-hmm. I was earlier, but I can't quit. I can't quit a game I started. But I really am gonna have to take a break. I gotta find something else. I think I am gonna finally start Halo Infinite. I have it downloaded. Mm-hmm. I have it ready, but. I just got to wait till I beat something. I can't have too many games running at once. Yeah, I get that. Um, also, you're like 75 per 80% of the way through 13, I think. So yeah, I'm in the, the there's 13 it, chapters. I'm on 11. So I'm close. I'm so close to the end. Or I think. I yeah. Uh, so this brings me to a question I want to ask you is, okay, so my last Halo that I truly played through all the way was halo combat evolved so if i'm like i've started halo infinite but there's a lot of there's a lot of like just things happening around me there's a lot of things i don't completely understand so do i need to go back and play the other halos to truly appreciate the greatness of the possible greatness i guess in this case because i don't really know of halo infinite ah 
I mean, I, uh, it all just depends on how you feel. Because, <laughs> I mean, a, a, everyone pretty much likes Halo 1 through, or Halo 1, 2, 3, Halo Reach, Halo ODST. Uh, Halo 4 and 5 are the shunned kids of the group. Um, okay. But, and then you have like a whole extra world in the books to get up into to understand the lore. But if you just want to like play the games, then yeah, you can and just appreciate what's going on narrative wise. Like I, I actually just appreciate it. Like four and five weren't my favorite ones, but mm-hmm. no, they, they're taking a neat twist with it. But I don't know, but you're going to need someone to go through that with it's, Hey, Halo's not for one man. Halo is Halo's a tag team effort. Or at least I was gonna ask you about that. Is a it a tag team effort? Is every one of the main campaigns in every other game a co op opportunity? Oh yeah. All of it is. Me and my brother went through most of them, I believe. We uh hmm. we played all except five, maybe. Yeah, me me and another roommate played five the day it came out. And we beat it all before we had some training in the morning, and it was a uh, it was an awful day, but we uh, <laughs> we played it. midnight release. We, we beat it in like five six hours. It was awful. The game wasn't awful. It was just doing that all was awful. Oh, absolutely. Um, maybe we'll stream that shit together. I'll make you play maybe. Halo with me. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah, absolutely. See how but awful th- I am. Are you bad at FPSs? Oh, I'm awful. So, like, really? I am brute force. I don't take, I I don't look around. I just, I go straight in. Oh, no. Constantly. Oh, no. I'm not careful. I I count on a respawn point. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Good to know. (laughs) All right. But that's pretty much it for my games, I guess. Were you able to fit anything in? Are you playing anything? If I'm being honest with myself, no, I did not get to play a lot of games. Okay, so I'm gonna. This is kind of some bullet point like basic stuff. I got to play a mobile game I started that is based off of an old DS 3DS game that I love to death. Uh, Level five, the people who made Professor Layton, Inazuma Eleven, Nino Nino Kuni, and all that they uh, they have some a game called Fantasy Lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they have a game called Fantasy Life. They also made Snack World. Um, yeah, but it's it's a game called Fantasy Life, and you play these cute little like chibi characters, and you can be like battle characters or gathering characters or crafting characters, and like there's different storylines and things to do to make your own armor, weapons, and go on adventures, fight certain enemies in certain areas, and there's like an overarching storyline. Um, it was really cool 3ds game. Well, they released an online version in a mobile form and I started that up and it's basically playing the original game on a phone. There's a small gacha element because you summon characters and summon like tools and stuff like that, but you can still craft a lot of it by yourself and get through the game without really having to spend money. They give you lots of little like free diamonds is what they use to summon Mm -hmm. stuff. So it's not like you're really missing out. You don't actually even have to put that much effort into it. Um, so if you like that kind of like pseudo simulation kind of game and you want something that's like very well polished, like a level five experience, it's really good. Uh, I've had a lot of fun with it. There's, there's definitely like quests and like your standard mobile events and things like that, but there's a lot of content in the actual base game. 
so you don't and it's free to play so it's it's fun i re- remember the original game and it's really kind of sucking me in to a certain degree now that said i've only played a few hours so there's 12 lives to level up and adventure with and learn the story for so there's tons more content for me to go through but i've enjoyed it so far i was in the beta and i recommend if you like kind of simulation stuff and you want it simple and straightforward and just want something fun that's like an actual video game on your on your phone absolutely worth it it's a good time um what do you think of that that uh that definitely does not sound anywhere near my neighborhood and if i catch it it's uppercuts on site uppercuts on site uppercuts on site i better not catch any kind of sim in my neighborhood god damn it trey if i (laughs) catch you playing harvest moon rune factory or even some stardew valley in the future and you're like this is some good shit i'm gonna come back to this point in time and point out how much crap you should you threw at me god damn it Um, that's fair that's fair uh, it's uppercuts uppercuts all the time really all the time on site i'm I'm ready to deliver no i mean if that's i've heard a lot about fantasy life so i I listen to the the dragon quest fm guys and they talk about fantasy life and uh, i mean it just it sounds like it's had impact on people and Mm -hmm. i just i know it's not something for me but i can respect the impact um although speaking of harvest moon i have thought about trying their new game the chocolatier factory or whatever just to see oh, if yeah, I could yeah. get into that because it doesn't seem like a harvest game it's a chocolate factory so being a little willy wonka seems a little different all but, right okay know. uh i'm not gonna judge you from the get-go because i don't want to scare you away um <laughs> so we'll see how that really uh pans out the other game i played was literally in what was it uh, it's about an hour 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 and a half ago uh, so Epic Epic's Games Launcher is always gives away free games, especially around Christmas. And they gave away a game that I've heard a lot about called Loop Hero. Um, it's made by Devolver, who've done like a lot of really cool games yeah. um, over the years. And uh, it's essentially like an RPG, but if it like goes in a circle and you basically anytime you fight an enemy, they give you a card that basically sets up what kind of like terrain you can have that has certain effects or you get equipment and you what happens is all those terrain effects give you resources so it's so is this like a roguelike or where you just you keep doing the same thing but you get more elements that change the game or i i don't i don't think i understand to degree okay so to set up the base uh i guess storyline of the game there's a lich that basically makes everybody forget everything and your hero, uh, they say there's always someone who fights against the impossible. And your hero exists. Your hero's like, oh, I don't know anything. But I want the I remember there's, I, I feel like there's a world that exists. Um, so you start, it shows you this basic loop, little, little loop. And you started a campfire. And you wander around and a slime appears. And you fight the slime. And you start to remember things. Oh, a slime exists. Okay. And there's, oh, it has armor in it. I, now I remember armor. And so you equip your armor really quickly. It gives you different stat bonuses. And then as you go around and you beat stuff, they also give you these terrain tiles that basically, oh, I remember there was mountains around here. Or there were there was a forest around here. Forests used to have were rats in them and different things like that. That's the that's the lore behind it. But essentially you would like fight a slime on a basic loop and it'd give you either a weapon or terrain tiles. You lay that down. 
It has different effects on the gameplay. You can your character continues through like because you can speed it up to be like two times, three times, four times, and if you get really good, you know, managing your shit depending on your speed, you can play it really, really fast. Mm -hmm. But what happens is while you're laying down terrain, they generate resources. Okay. When you fight enemies, they can also generate resources. There's all these different like effects, but they basically your character goes around in circles and fights RPG battles, uh, you know, using the equipment you find and then you're laying terrain and it generates resources and you have to decide when's the time to retreat. And then you retreat and you go back to this area where you have a campfire and you can build a village and you start to encounter survivors and those resources are you, that you gather while doing your loops um, are what makes it possible for you to upgrade your village. And now you can uh, you get food that you can you get more food that you can uh, like craft and you get potions that you can have used to heal because like every time you complete a loop, you heal based on uh, the, like where the campfire is. But later mm -hmm. on, like you can get an alchemy like i think it's like an herbalist like hut and you get potions and so you can be on your loop and you can use potions to heal as you go through and then when you hit the campfire again on your your first loop around it restores to your potions and you so you have to manage your like your equipment your terrain um your stats all that stuff as you go around and the enemies increase in difficulty and different types of enemies appear and it just constantly evolves. So you have to kind of manage how long you play. Because if you fail, if you die, you lose a lot of stuff. So it's just, it is a little bit roguelike, but it's got a cool lore system built into it. I think it's a lot of fun. It's really base kind of graphics. It's very pixel art. Um, like I can show you, a, a, I'll show you a, a screen of it later. And maybe I'll even uh, stream a little bit of it to the, the boys. And, uh, it's really straightforward and simple, but it, but it's complex at the same time. It's I'm a huge fan of it. I've put about an hour into it so far. I can't recommend it enough. Even if you have to go buy it, it's worth the money because it's, if you like RPGs and kind of like building your village and like managing your stats and your equipment, it's just a lot of fun. The, like clearly, I'm a Sims guy because uh, these are the kinds of things I like. So I didn't realize it was this in depth. I uh, it is. I'm intrigued, but weary that it does sound cool so i think i will give it a try at least but oh boy if i'm in it for oh boy time. indeed oh boy yeah yeah so that's the that's the extent of games i've gotten to play um yeah that's it i it's 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 we're running up to christmas like i said i'm working in the public sector um i i don't have a lot of downtime but which makes me sad because i also have to admit in the same breath that i haven't really got to watch a lot of anime uh, I, I've gotten I've watched a few things to kind of like prepare for this episode while I was working out because I'm still trying to work out and eat healthy somewhere along the way. Like, I know like, it's a horrible adult thing to do. Take but what about you? you know, what is wrong with you? Ew. I know it, I am not a weeb. I have I'm an adult disguised as a weeb. Um, but you, on the other hand, have watched some quite uh, questionable good. <laughs> not like with the air quotations good anime better than other things i've watched i guess uh so <laughs> i went on a journey uh called testament of the sister new devil and i think the only reason it even made it on my queue was because it was dubbed and normally <laughs> it's easy to just listen to something that's dubbed and 
I I just decided to play it, and it started off pretty cool. Like these two demons, the this the main demon girl and her sister, air quotes sister, uh, mm-hmm. come into this boy's life, and they're like, oh hey, uh, we're your new stepsisters. You know, uh, this is how uh life's gonna be. Our mom's away on a business trip, so you're not gonna get to meet her. And he's like, oh that's weird. Okay. And then all of a sudden, his dad's like, <laughs> his dad's like, uh, I actually have to go away on a business trip too. And he's like, oh, uh, okay, that's weird. And then the sisters come in and they try to seduce him. And he's like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> and so he kicks him out and he comes home one day and he's, he's trying to figure out what to order for dinner. And he's like, hey guys, I was thinking we should have sushi tonight. And they're like, we need to have a talk. And he's, he says, is it? Is it about the sushi? We can have something else. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's so ridiculous. But they uh, they end up revealing that they're demons. And they're here to kill him. And use his house as a lair to set up operations in the human world. And how they're trying to hide from the Heroes Guild. And he said, oh, that's crazy. Because you know what? I'm a hero. And so he pulls out this sword from his arm. And it was pretty hype when he did it. It was a big selling point for me on the show. And I was like, whoa. And then they started fighting. And I was like, okay, all right. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. And so they start going at it. And then, like, the next scene or the next episode, I think, was a shower scene. And <laughs> and then a nipple. And I was like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> Not this. But then I was like, uh, should I be prude? This is anime. Ah. And I was stuck. All, this... all bets are off, man. All bets are off. It was, I know. And I was stuck in this conundrum of, am I prude? Am I not? What is this? And then it just kept going and it just got worse. <laughs> the show just got worse. Uh, I got through season one and I was like, okay, that wasn't awful. It was better than Monster Girl Doctor, where it I was actually invested in what was going on with the with the extent of the 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 things they had to do to grow stronger. And that was pretty pretty gross to that extent. But <laughs> it's pretty gross. That was grosser than Monster Girl Doctor. But then once season one finished, season two started. Testament of Sister New Devil burst. And I was like, oh, good God, there's a second season. (laughs) And so I watched it (laughs) because you have to watch a train wreck. You can't not just watch the first car. You have to watch the whole thing through. And really, the whole show (laughs) is about this demon girl who is the heir of a demon king who gets forced out of his lordship and is trying to work his way back in. And she... Oh, that was a loud car honk. And so she gets her, uh, she gets forced to the human world to find safety, I guess. And in doing this, she has her succubus friend come with her. That's her bodyguard for some reason. And the succubus is the root of all comedy in the whole show. Like, she is <laughs> so funny. Like, I normally hate lolly characters, but she is so funny 
like every time something awful's happened, no one ever wants to be in it in an awkward sexual situation. But the succubi does it and she puts them in it. And they're like, no, wait. And she's like, oh hey guys, <laughs> let's make this worse. And like she has a camera that says 4K. <laughs> like all the time. Oh, no. <laughs> she's awful. And there was oh, there was no. one time she was like, Y'all know what would make this better? Maple syrup. <laughs> So she came in with syrup just to make the situation worse. It was awful. Every time you describe these animes, it just like you have to be making this up. Like, I I wish I had the creative capacity, but I I actually didn't you tell me like an didn't you tell me about like an armpit licking one? Oh, that's right. So that was in season two. So (laughs) it's season one. He ends with two girls and the succubi, but she doesn't really count. So in season four or season two, he ends up with five, six girls all together. But like episode one, heavy, like insane. Like it starts off with this one girl that gets her armpits licked. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like that was, it was just <laughs> armpit licking. And I was like, stop, please. And like every time she hopped on the camera, the succubus was there, like licking her armpits. And I was like, I hate this so much. <laughs> Didn't you say you had to pause it and like take a moment? <laughs> I did. And I was like, you always hear about the- these weird things. And it's like, I'm here. I'm seeing a weird thing. This is the weirdest thing. I don't think I've ever seen anything weirder in my life. And then after I finished season two, it went to the movie Testament of Sister New Devil Departures. And I was like, well, wait, there's a movie. There's a movie. And I was like, well, here we go. <laughs> Let's see what this is. <laughs> what the fuck? And it was, uh, it was pointless. Nothing. Uh, it, I mean, the whole show was, whole show was pointless at the, uh, the whole premise of the movie was that the heroes guild was finally coming to seek revenge against the main guy for helping out demons. And at the end, you don't even get to see a fight. You don't even get to see anything. It's just everyone making each other stronger. And by making each other stronger, they have these awful, intimate moments. <laughs> and I I don't even want to describe it any further. It's just awful. Oh, no. Oh, no. Awful and awkward. But I did it for you guys. I watched it all, so you don't have to. <laughs> don't let me catch you watching it. So, unless that's your fetish. Um, yeah. So, did you have to watch this around your wife? Or oh, did you no. watch this on your own? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I normally wake up a couple hours before anything. And I was like, well, all right, here we go. <laughs> so, let's get this off the way. Like that, like that, that must be quite the feeling. Like, I have these two hours to myself. I'm going to watch Testament new sister devil which is a yeah. terrible order of words to it describe is. the series but uh well i'm glad i'm glad you did it 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 now makes me want to watch it in some vein but not right away yeah i might have I, to give it some time i can't recommend it i mean it was it was better than monster girl doctor but it was gross or more gross than monster masume where monster <laughs> masume didn't have anybody getting licked or <laughs> slobbered on or anything uh, it was awful 
really an awful experience. Yeah. Okay. If I could erase okay. this last week, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, I would purchase from my memory. Wow, that's that's pretty bad. That's that's not a selling point. Um, I, on the other hand, have not watched Jack crap. Uh, I caught. It's not. I think I said like. I caught a little bit of what we we're going to be talking about here in the short. So without further ado, we're going to get into our main topic for the evening. And that is educational anime, educational anime in the vein that we are talking tonight are things like cells at work and how heavy are the dumbbells that you lift. Uh, but there are a multitude of other ones that have existed over time that really try to teach people using anime as a medium. Um, Trey, uh, like, how like what like what was the first educational anime that you really encountered i want to say it's gonna be something like not prince of tennis but it's gonna be mm-hmm. a sports you, we'll go ahead and call it prince of tennis I, I can't think of another one but it's one where i learned like things about something while i'm playing or not playing but like you know watching a show so, I mean, I watched Cells at Work where you learn about the body and the uh, how heavy are the dumbbells you lift. Such complicated names. Why are we not simple? And, <laughs> uh, you know, you get to see how the body works and do all these. But it, it also ranges to things that teach you about other shows. Not other shows, but other hobbies as well. Like, uh, I didn't mention it earlier, but I'm watching a show called Scorching Ping Pong Girls right now. And it... um. It's a show about <laughs> I don't ridiculous name. Ridiculous. It sounds like a hentai series. No, it's it's fine. I mean, it's just middle school ping pong tournaments. That's it, or not tournaments yet. They just got this transfer student that came in is taking up everyone's spots. But I'm learning about ping pong. They're talking about different techniques. You know how to play, what mm-hmm. gauges everything, and it's like it's neat when you can walk away from a show. It's like that wasn't just a cartoon. That was something I I learned from, you know, Prince of Tennis. Uh, what's the soccer one? Captain Subasa. You can learn really even small things from. Yeah, sure. You 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 watch slash I read I, Captain Subasa. I didn't. I didn't. No, that's just an example. If someone could vouch that, <laughs> that would be great. I was gonna say, are are you making this shit up as we go? Captain um, Subasa. But no. <laughs> absolutely which also had a ps4 soccer game so like that's a that's a thing you know it was released in the west i want you to realize that like a a captain a captain subasa game was released in the west kudos to the way fandom works now um anyways uh so so i kind of get what you're saying like you know to, to you anything that you you take away something you learn from an anime do you view as educational anime yeah as long as i'm not pulling away wow Chakra really does help me pull out my nine-tailed fox inside me and help me win through the power of friendship. You know, if there's something I can pull to a conversation that I learned from, then I'm educated. I'm, I'm yeah. that much smarter man. I mean, I, I kind of get that. Like, yeah, Hajime Ippo, Hajime no Ippo is basically a series that made me learn a lot more about boxing. So it feels a little bit good whenever you can, like, you listen to somebody talk about boxing. You're like, yeah, I know what an M fighter is. Mm. Like I learned something from that series, and I learned from anime. Anime, anime motivates people to to learn a lot of things. Um, for me, uh, like some of it is kind of like lesser known educational anime because I feel like that's uh like so 
the two examples I gave, which was cells at work and uh, how heavy are the dumbbells that you lift, I feel like they really lean lean heavy into the educational side of their content. Oh yeah. Whereas edu- education can come from other uh, elements in a series. Like a good example, this is like one of my one of my favorite series is a series called Saki. I don't think I've heard of Saki. Like the drink. So Saki. Sa- no Saki as in S A K I. Oh. Sake. Sake is is uh rice wine. Uh-huh. And uh Nigori sake is uh one of my favorite things in the world. Anything. Anyways, Sake is a series that is about a girls mahjong club and they get together and play mahjong and you kind of get to learn a lot about how mahjong works. Um mahjong, Japanese mahjong is kind of like a little bit more complicated than standard mahjong. So it's kind of cool to have a series that tells a character, it tells a story about characters, but also explains a lot about the game. Um, Hajime no Ippo tells a story about characters, but explains a lot about the sport that it's involved in. And actually it's kind of interesting to see how the Japanese experience boxing versus say America, you know, in America, there, there are these big tent tent pole things, but that you know it depends on the fighters and and that, and that plays into a part in japan but it's like also it, like, these battles are also fought at the same dome in certain uh, certain venues and things like that um so it seems like a community-based thing uh, at least that's what i take away from the series quite a bit um so it's interesting to see boxing from a different perspective it's interesting to see mahjong um you get things like you said like sports is a great one prince of tennis was it was educational um and stylized i I love the i love the stylization of that show it's a pretty um yeah um i liked uh a lot of what was it haiku haiku was a good one uh but now we're just dipping into sports shows but cells at work was the first exposure i had to a series that really went whole hog into education there had been ones i had heard of before um like there was the, way back when in the fan sub era, there was this, this anime about this girl that would work out and they kind of like animated it in a way that she was working out with you to a certain degree. So it was like this weird otaku motivation to work out and do things like sit-ups and push-ups, And, but it was also kind of titillating to a certain degree. Cause she was wearing like a tank top and she'd be doing push-ups like kind of in front of the camera to a certain degree. Oh, oh no. Yeah. I, I can't remember the name of it. it. It really like it was something I I grabbed by accident. By accident, I say that all kinds of lavishly. Um, I'm working on when it. I'll find it. You'll find it. I'll find it. <laughs> uh, but you know there were things like that, and I think there was even like there was a series called uh, Be Got a HK, which was like uh, I think it was stylized in the West as Yamada's first time. And it was like this kind of like, it's sort of like educate sex education kind of uh, sort of show. Um, I don't know a lot about it. I, I remember watching a few episodes way back when and trying to recall it from my old wrinkles in my brain. I it, It's a challenge. But uh, I did watch a few episodes of Cells at Work this week. And I forgot how much I absolutely adore that show for its animation technique and also just for its education level. Like it does not waste any time throughout the entire series 
explaining how your body does things. And I think that's amazing. Um, I also know that it has a spinoff show called uh, Cells at Work Code Black, where it's literally like it tells how your body reacts to terrible things you do to it. Like binge drinking and smoking and different things like that. I think it even hits cancer at some point. Like it's like it hits some kind of dark points. Um, but all of the cells and things are represented as like kind of like anime characters. And I, I love the innocence of the red blood cell. I love platelets. Uh, I don't know. Do you remember the platelets? I do. The platelets were adorable. I actually think they're getting their own separate spinoff show as well. I believe man I, they I deserve heard. it they deserve they, it i they do i i have a i have a platelet ninderoid here in the house that i wanted to buy like seven of them so they could like i could put them in like dioramas but then ninderoid was like yeah it's actually like 50 bucks per ninderoid and i was like nah i'm good they're so expensive <laughs> they are so expensive but yeah they, they were really enjoyable me and my wife watched that series and we really liked it. The, the red blood cell and the white blood cell were fun to watch. The The red blood cell's innocence and the white blood cell was so gung-ho on killing anything that did not belong in the body. He was mm-hmm. so great to watch. He would pop up with his dagger ready to go at any time. <laughs> and they would yeah. start explaining why it's bad or why it's good and why you shouldn't why you shouldn't do this or that. Uh, we still got to watch Code Black. Uh, that that yeah. one did seem like it'd be a little bit more intense. And uh, I'm excited for that. I also love that one because they switched the genders of the main characters. So the red blood cell is the guy and the white blood cell is, is a stacked lady and she's a killer. Very much. Very much so. But uh, I remember like just they also had the T cells, which was kind of like everybody's in like a black uniform. So like, hope, 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 hope. Just love the way they present it. It's fun. It makes it makes a, a like to me. I think it's one of those experiences of educational anime is actually really valuable because it makes you remember things through these moments Mm -hmm. it does and i mean it it, once you can assign a visual to a situation like that like oh hey i remember oxygen's delivered through the red blood cells because that anime girl kept tripping all the time during the veins and the white blood cells normally kill off all the all the bad things in my body because that assassin guy kept popping up my wife says that they're actually using this uh what are we talking about cells at work cells at work i was about to say blood cells something but they're actually using cells at work in classrooms to teach so there's some really work there that's fascinating i mean your wife would know because she interacts with educators on a regular basis but it's it's actually okay so let's be real anime and manga has become a huge part of cultural phenomenon like it's it's readily well known i can tell you like i see people walking around with like some shirts and just like diff- different stuff that it's like well, clearly you're a fan uh so it's become a, a lot more norm so i guess one of the big things is you know like we were talking about manga and library at one point but that's cool if educators are using things like cells at work to educate kids on how to actually understand body functions and like i said and like you said for that matter is uh those kind of memorable memorable experiences help people retain knowledge and i think that's really where something like uh you know cells at work excels haha <laughs> huh sorry uh, sorry that was really dumb i think i even was disappointed in myself like that was a disappointing laugh at myself but i also like the fact that it still remains entertaining in the case of like say something like how heavy are the dumbbells that you lift 
a series that really does accentuate exercising and health care, like in terms of like diet and health exercises you can do to benefit your life in detail, much like cells at work can on the other, like, cause I feel like, I feel like that series is very much like a 50, 50, 50, you get 50%. Like we're going to learn what, what burpees are. We're going to learn what a bench, a bench press is, you know, things like that. We're going to learn about what a treadmill is and how to use it. It's very educational. It actually shows like diagrams and like muscle placements and things like that. But then you have to really sort of like character develop slapstick side, like where the Russian arm wrestling champion shows up to challenge the main girl. Yeah, that was wild. That that was. Yeah. But Th- I, I wasn't some, uh, there for the girls at all. I was there for the guy the the small small instructor dude every time oh did y'all want to do an exercise (laughs) that he would rip out of his clothes and just this is how you do this (laughs) his little i freaking loved it so great i loved it because like he was presented from the start of the show as this kind of like meek standard japanese guy no big deal and of course the main girl the, the blonde girl's like oh i love him he's fantastic and the other girl is, you know, clearly has like a muscle fetish. And she's mm-hmm. like, whatever. I don't care. And then he like bursts out of his fucking like sweatsuit with muscles and starts like flexing. And instantly the main character girl is like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and the other girl's like, all of a sudden she's like, like super lusty after him. It's hilarious. It's so fun. And I, and I like that. And there's, and I love how. There's other characters and they introduce things like fighting, like uh, like box, like a boxing gym and MMA mm-hmm. and different things they've they've done. Like I mean, I don't know if you read the manga, but they're like over a hundred something chapters, and each chapter is supposed is meant to highlight specific exercises or like dietary things while also developing their characters. To me, that's actually really impressive. Um, that's a lot to cover. Like, because cells at work for me is is basically you know a personification of educational material, and it just so happens they can kind of do some fun things in between. But mm-hmm. like, how heavy that are the dumbbells that you lift has quite a bit more character development while also being educational, and I think that's something that is a benefit to its quality. Um, I don't know, like like what like how was your experience? Like, did you think it was more anime? Than educational anime in terms of uh, how heavy are the dumbbells that you lift? Not for not for dumbbells. I'm going to call the show dumbbells. I'm not going to keep saying the the twenty words in the title. I, I can't keep living that way. Um, but I, I I think it had a good balance of anime and education, where it would kind of break itself away from the story to teach you what it was going to teach you. Where as in cells at work would integrate all the characters at once to to the plot line hey this is why you shouldn't i I don't know do do this bad thing because this will get in your body you know wash your hands and this is why you get this in and it's part (laughs) of it's part of the story but in the middle of the dumbbell show they actually break it up and they stop and then machissimo is that his name it's it's much something it's it's a very testosterone name i think i think it's machi Machi. Uh, like i feel uh uh, machiko or something like that like uh let me see if it's great whatever it is it's great 
So he actually breaks up the show so he can do these instructional videos with you. And whether it's in the middle or at the end, sometimes it would be at the end, like in the credits, depending on how narrative driven the episode was. But it it was a good segment to where, hey, pay attention. This is what this is. So you can do these exercises. And sometimes it would push you to, hey, do this with us. You know, kind of like a kid's show. But yeah. it, was a, it was fun. Like, you know, you could get up and just do 10 push-ups or something or 10 sit-ups, whatever, in the middle of the show. And that'd be that'd be cool. That may be something more fun to see if they do something else like this or if other shows were to integrate. Like, I know there's other running shows or there's – sorry. So before that, I follow this thing called Nice Sakuga, and it had different sports shows on it. And that's kind of how I found Scorching Ping Pong Girls. I found this running anime and a biking anime, I think, on mm-hmm. there. And so I have those added. I'm expecting those to be educational animes. I'm expecting to learn something about running and cardio and biking in those. And a rock climbing one? Like, there's all kind of stuff to learn. But Oh, yeah. It's a... Uh, I don't remember where I was going with that. I It doesn't matter. I get it. Good. Thanks. I appreciate you getting <laughs> that. I mean, there's a lot of educational anime in different forms. I mean, there's things like uh, Shirabako and Sakura Quest and things like that that show how different professions work. Oh, and I okay. think that's I think that's interesting as well. Um, like I remember Sakura Quest being kind of like this whole thing of like a small town, like promotional, um, kind of like cultural team that tries to come up with ideas to attract tourists to a small like rural area i thought that was kind of cool and yes okay. the main the main guy the main guy in uh dumbbells is machio naruzo naruzo machio. machio and he's uh he and i love the 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 like arnold schwarzenegger spinoff character and shit like that like oh, oh yeah it's such a good it's such a good time um but yeah, uh, there there's educational anime across the board, and it really just depends on like your perspective. Like uh, shows that uh, for me, like one of the things in, that was in, one of my favorite, like kind of like shows in general, is Genshin. It's literally in my top five. And this isn't necessarily educational, but it, it t- depending on who you ask, it is um, for like an American otaku like me. A lot of times, like otaku culture and like the like fans are kind of like stylized in a way where it's very glorified mm-hmm. um and for me genshiken was the first series i watched where you got a glimpse at like what otaku could really be they did not shy away from you know some of the hygiene and weight problems uh you know personality issues and just kind of the perversions of it like I thought that was really interesting, and they they ended up you know covering a lot of different stuff uh, in that show. Uh, there's you know there's a a girl who's like your standard like just girly girl who get, has his childhood friend in this character named Kosaka, and he's he's a pretty boy like he's he's clearly like a you know white uh, like basically ugly duckling into a swan kind of situation but he's still a huge effing otaku, like the, one of the biggest ones, but she wants to get together with him because he's attractive. And one of the things throughout the series is she interacts with all of those otaku as kind of like the stand in for a 
I guess, quote unquote, not normal person. And you get to see all those weird quirks amongst them, but how they're still endearing to degree. Okay. Um, yeah. So like for me, like one of the things is it like basically portrays a circle of otaku that covers like video games, anime. A lot of the people like, uh, like us that are essentially into all of these things. But there's like one that's really into cosplay. There's one that's really into art. And there's one that's interested in being a manga artist. And it's like all these personalities clash. There's the cringy guy. Like like you always have like that the anime friend that's a little too cringy. Like really wants to act out all the uh the uh you know, was it seals and shit like that? The, the seals, the hand signs, the bonkai. Yeah yeah he's got all the like really cringy moments like he doesn't really take into account social cues and like paying attention to his surroundings and they 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 cover that and and look i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shit on it anybody any more than a, a reasonable level like uh be aware of your surroundings kind of thing but everybody has that that friend that's a little too overzealous and i and i get that uh but Genshin showed that, and it showed how they all interact together, and how those different personalities actually exist. I mean, this college club had like a cabinet that was where everybody kept all their pornographic doujin sheet, and but they also Whoa. had like figures in the room. They pl- they had a CRT TV with like old video game systems. They'd all hang out in each other's rooms playing old video games and stuff like that. Like it, it was really cool to see an anime that showed me that. There are people in Japan or wherever that do the same shit I do. Like me and my friends got together and we played Goldeneye. We played Smash Brothers, you know, all these things. And we ate snacks and hung out in each other's houses and or apartments. And, you know, that's how we view fandom. It's not this stylized thing like, like say, with Comic Revolution or uh, not. Sorry, Comic Revolution, Comic Party. Where it's like, oh, look, all these characters are attractive and they're they have some association with each other and they're making manga. And it's this very kind of like, I feel like it's this package deal where it's like, it's all kind of falls into place for me. Again, Kim was the moment when you saw, Oh, these people do the same mundane crap we do. And sure. There was some storylines in there where they went to the, they went to comic and like one of the characters ended up breaking their arm or something like that. Um, they want to make their own Doshin Chi for common cat. Uh, there's the dichotomy between uh, clubs saying, "Okay, you guys aren't really valuable to us because you don't participate in this," and they had to they had to work with it. And hijinks ensue. There is still plot lines, but ultimately the actual interactions of the characters are natural, and I thought that was really impressive. Yeah. I like shows like that. No, that's always good. A show with good chemistry between all the characters and something relatable. That sounds awesome. And you wouldn't expect that of uh, regarding otaku otaku culture. Yeah, I need to show you the original series of Genshin. It's only about like twelve or thirteen episodes. Season two and beyond kind of takes a weird turn at a certain point, but season one will forever remain one of my favorite series of all time in terms of showing how actual nerds interact. Hmm. Okay, maybe after scorching ping pong girls. Or whatever trashy edgy is next on my list. We'll see. Yeah, you're all about that trash. You're all about that trash. I'm on a bad run right now. I don't know what's going on. I mean, should, I, you, know, you know what? We should just is? watch Full Metal, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. We just need to watch that shit. Something to purify. You know what it is? I don't read the descriptions of anything I watch. So I just, ah. I just go into it. 
if it's just got a name and a cool image, I'm into it. So I, I you need know to start what? really reading what I'm watching. Yeah, no, you don't. Stop. Don't do that. Don't what? do that. Keep what? going. Keep going the way you do. Okay, look, as, as an old school otaku, like the, the guy that, you know, has been doing this for a while, keep watching whatever just catches your eye. Because that's how you get some really interactive and just really interesting experiences. I like one of my favorite anime of all time is Geon Riders. It is absolute trash to everybody, but it's glasses girl central to me. It doesn't matter. Like you just, you just watch whatever you want to watch. Like I watch Poboton. I watched Umaru. Umaru is good, but it, she's terrible. Um, you know, it's, it's just a lot of things like uh, you get from not thinking about it too hard. Think think about it this way. If you thought so hard about anime, you would only watch what everybody told you you should watch. And I'm not saying you shouldn't watch it. I'm sure they make those recommendations for a reason. Yeah. But you miss out on the you miss out on the little gems. You miss out on the moments that that you go, this is trash, and I need to talk to somebody about it. Or you miss out on those moments like who no one told me about this series. No one told me this is amazing. And you want to share it with everybody. So don't ever stop doing that keep doing it until you yeah you're gonna get some trash in there but you'll get some good stuff too i need some good stuff to come along and doing this because right now i'm i'm seven for oh i I don't i don't know i don't think i found you're just having a bad run i'm having a real you're just having a bad run yeah it's awful Mm -mm. i i gotta see what's next after scorching ping pong girls though Uh, maybe if i could find genji ken on my verve or but i may have to switch from verve though they don't have enough dubs for me yeah yeah that's what you're running it like a funimation is primarily your dub area yeah but uh they're just such trash that funimation there's there's testament of sister new devil and then right below that is funimation in terms uh, of U- ui and just overall how it runs yeah look look okay funimation is a company in terms of like number of licenses and actual like recording and the quality of the product fantastic streaming platform absolute effing trash trash i the number of times it's crashed on me just trying to i don't know watch shows is innumerable like we i have no idea what we tried to watch a what lady death and the butler or whatever mr death oh yeah uh six uh, six uh, times for one episode yeah Duke, Duke, uh, the Duke of Death and his Butler. Which, by the way, guys, if you haven't watched that, while That's it's good. a 3D animated show, it's really good. It's really, really good. It's yeah. surprisingly charming and fun. If you want to watch something that just makes you feel pretty good and it has a little bit of a teasing nature to it, uh, that's a good show. Watch it. Um, I just wish their UI was better. Like I, the fact that we had to fight. At, look, and I don't have a bad connection here. I, I have an actually really good one in the in the town that I live in. Like I mean I do the I've done the speed tests. Like like there's no there's no reason why we I should do have this. troubles. We do this once a week. We have no issues. Yeah, absolutely. Like God, we, we live God far away. You watch anime. away. Uh, that's right. I wanted to watch one anime. There's one of them. And that, that bitch was like, nah, I give up. Uh <laughs> I'm I'm tired, boss. <laughs> yeah, I just uh I don't know. Like Funimation, step up your game. Um but yeah, no, not Trey. Like I feel like we covered a lot on the uh, the uh, educational anime front, and I'd like to hear from people if possible, maybe on our Twitter, or maybe on our Facebook. 
Like, what do you view as an educational anime? Do you think the ones that we presented are good examples of an educational anime? And what kinds of things did you learn? All right, guys. And with that and the wrapping up of everything, um, Spotify has actually just rolled out um, ratings and reviews. And I know it's not something we normally push out on here, but please, wherever you go and you listen to podcasts or music or audio, whatever, whatever you listen to, if you're listening to us, please leave us a review or a comment or something, something to let us know how we're doing. We'd love to see the feedback, whether good or bad or how we can improve, especially for the new year coming up. We'd like to see a new year, new us, new something. So if you could leave us something there, that'd be big preached, big preached. All right, Trey, I'm going to go ahead and tuck you in for the evening. Listen, folks, we had a great time tonight. We hope you had a good time, too. Please listen to us on any podcast service that you have. That be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can catch us on YouTube. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at Senko Podcast. And we are always updating our Waifu Wednesday. We are keeping up with our animes of the year, our video games of the year. We are sharing whatever weird stuff we have, including when Trey picks on me about not being done with Persona 5 Royal yet. You bastard. But that's okay. Eight days. Good luck. You're about to be disappointed. It doesn't matter. I hope you have a wonderful evening. I I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. And I got a present for you whenever we get the next time to be together. All right? Have a wonderful night, my friend. And enjoy. Y'all too. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, Stephen. Good night. Good night. And whenever... Oh, so... (laughs) 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 Nice. It's okay. I just have to make notes to edit it out. It's okay. Nice, Tabby. <laughs> That's not how microphones work. <laughs> you tell her I forgive her. That was entertaining as fuck. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs>